welcome to the Coaching Roundtable podcast. I am Daniel Ferugia and I'm joined by my two excellent co-hosts, Ashley Drew. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to the podcast. <laughs> and Thank you for listening. Thank you, Ash. And welcome, Isabel Ross. Hi, everybody. I'm glad to have you on board. Very good. That's Isabel Ross sounding like a game show host. <laughs> 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 well, you guys sounded like it too, so I thought I'd better put on my Excellent. phone voice and sound professional. That's it. That's unlike it. normal. And you've got to fake it till you make it, right? That's <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get down to it very quickly because this is going to be a pretty quick episode because it's about a quick topic. We're talking about speed work today. We are like talking that. about speed. That's a good so segue. We're going to make it speedy. Yep. So I'm going to talk like one of those um, guys that calls the the races, you know, the, the what do you call the, the commentators that do the, ra- the horse racing. <laughs> no, not really. So yes, yeah, so speed work. So last week we talked about um, running how the the base the base training and how much the, we really emphasise the slower running, obviously, which is a really it is it's the backbone of your training um, for many reasons. But then this is sort of like, if that's the backbone of your training, speed work is like the the skin. I don't know. What <laughs> does that analogy work? Well, we, we we talked about um base training as being the um the uh, stumps, the foundation, and yeah. then so then you're building house now. Yeah, that's a better analogy. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were the one that came up with that analogy last week. You'd think you'd remember, but that's okay. <laughs> Hold me accountable. That's what I like. No, you're right. <laughs> Too many analogies will kill it. Like, yeah, but so what do you think speed work is in the house analogy? The front door. The front door, Ashley. Oh, sort of letting you in. Shut the front door, they might say. <laughs> uh, That's it. So you've got the whole rest of the house and then you need a door on it. Yeah. So you need so, to, it doesn't have to be big, but it the, does have to be a, a, a piece of the structure. It's important, isn't so it? So what are the walls then? That's all part of the base. Ah, oh, so yeah. So this is good because straight because away. Because you're still doing miles whilst doing your speed work. Mm. Yeah, it's true. You are still. You're not doing necessarily as big miles, but you still need to. You can't just do two speed workout sessions a week and think, well, there, I'm done. So you still got to have the, the walls up around the door. I like it. Yeah. Yep. I, I um, there's a lot of analogies you could use, but sticking with the house analogy, like I, I agree. Um, so you're just to be clear. So you're talking about if the walls and the base are part of the base training, the door being such a, a small part of a house. Are you saying that the speed work is a small is that small relative to the speed work? The the speed work relative to the base is tiny. Yeah. It is, yep. but it's 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 really really important. Without it, you know, you've just got an open house and anyone can walk into. Yeah. So it's it's a very important part of the structure, but it's a tiny part of the structure. Yeah, it's, this is great. Uh, if someone just put the headphones on at this part of the podcast, they think they are listening to a real estate podcast or a um <laughs> or or a DIY podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not very good builders by the sound of it. You need a door. <laughs> anyway. Um, Just one. It was in handy. Yeah. Now, can I actually, actually, 
to sort of to let's bring this clear i did some i played with some numbers just because i was um was really thinking about this um and i've come up with when we look talking about 80 20 in terms of training so 80 percent of your running is going to be easy 20 percent this we're today we're really talking about that 20 percent but that a door would not be 20 percent of the house do you know no, what i mean speed works speed works definitely less than the 20 I think the 80-20 rules are, you know, they're, they're very general. I, I can't remember who coined the whole 80-20 thing. But um, speed work, as in high-intensity speed work, is definitely less than 20% of the program. Yep. Can I throw a theory at you? Like, so that's Absolutely. Great. So I guess with today, I, I mean, I, I'd speed, speed work – I wanted to talk sort of bit about slightly larger picture of that 20%. Obviously, speed work would be a, p- a percentage of that. Um, so we've got 80%. Let's play a little game. You've got 10 hours in a, of training in a week. So I'm going to do it all by minutes. Um, so that's 600 minutes of training per week if you're training for 10 hours. Is that right? So far, so yep. good. Yep, good. Checking my numbers. All right. Uh, okay, so if 80% of that is to be easy, there's 480 minutes, okay? And, I mean, like, so this is obviously, like, some people, like... So you there's and, a lot of clicking going on somewhere. Is What's happening there? Clicking? Yeah, it, sound, it sounds like Daniel's sharpening a knife. Oh, okay. Mm. He's, get, he's getting to the pointy end. It might be just because yeah. I'm moving my papers around. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we can hear better? you. There's just a lot background noise and I just yep sorry sorry to interrupt go on so the 600 minutes and then we're talking about the um <clears throat> so yeah the easy running so so, 400, um, 480 four, we're up to easy yeah and then base so, training then so that means 20 percent is 120 minutes which is only two hours of faster mm. stuff out of that so eight hours of easy running um two hours of faster running now what does that look like so within that does that okay so 10%, this is my theory. And that's How, not all flat out. No, no. It's a, it's a variety of speeds, so I'm going to get progressively faster. So I'm going to say 10% would be, that's one hour of running, spread out through the week, one hour at what we would call threshold pace or near your lactate threshold, which would be about zone four. So upper zone three to zone four. And then b- before you jump in, I'll just go through the rest of them and then we can argue about it. Um, so, um, <laughs> if you insist. Yes. Um, then going faster again, I'm, we're looking at um, 5% would be your interval pace, which is that's like your, your 400 um, to about 1K or maybe about 800 to 2Ks. In nothing, you know, the rules, that's that, those reps that you might do on the track or on a flat, flat road. And they're pretty close to zone five, you know. Three percent is just like your your um just the shorter reps of two hundred meters. This is not this is just talking overarching. So two hundred meter reps yep. where you could only hold it for about you know forty to fifty seconds, and then two percent of fast reps, which I would basically be strides. So I'm talking about um you know doing those those strides that we've talked about a fair bit on this 
podcast, you know, where you're accelerating and then slowing down. I do them about three times a week and, um, yeah, they don't take long. And I like to do them um, personally as a as part of a warm-up before you get into slightly longer intervals as well. Absolutely. <coughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, does, so, yeah, and, like, so, like, the those couple – like fast, the, your fast repetition pace where you're doing those strides, like they're not aerobic at all. You're you're gonna, they're only gonna do them. For about they are actually true speed work. True speed work is very short and fast. I agree. Yeah, I've got that at two percent. So that's yes. that's um, that's right. tw- and that's twelve correct. minutes. Yeah. That, that does that sound good? That's about twelve minutes. I was about to say in a 600-minute week, I would say that between 10 and 15 minutes of true speed work is that that would be it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then. That's good. So we're kind of in agreement on that, yeah? Yes. Like, and th- those things are not – and I say this to people, those strides, they're not meant to be, like, really exhausting. They're just like a little a little zing at the, at the, end, at the beginning or the end of a workout sometimes. And it's a motor – it's training the neuromuscular connections um to, so you can run faster yes that's right. yeah. yeah um yeah, you can't teach neuromuscular uh stuff fatigued exactly yeah i know what you, you mean ha- so you, you have to be fresh yeah um yes yes yeah yeah yes. so yeah absolutely what would you do isabel what do you mean for recovery or for what? Yeah, just take us through your. Let's like this is we're talking about speed work. So, um, how do you execute your um, strides, for example? Like, let's take us through it. Well, well, strides. Um, like, well, like I said last week, sort of in the base period, I'll I'll have strides and um, short hill sprints because they're both very short, sharp. That's for the neuromuscular um system um and like i said really what seems like for some athletes too long a, a rest like they want to um get straight back into it but minimum one minute and i will do them throughout the entire season because not not every day but just every now and again and certainly as a warm-up because i think you need to um the body needs to remember how to do that and it needs that stimulus um and yes then i have you know three minute vo2 intervals and i'll also um do you know tempo work where i build up the, the the length of the workout but i i sometimes in a week, we'll have two VO2 workouts and that will be the workouts for the week. Yeah. It depends on what sort of phase we're looking at and, and what what stage <clears throat> of the program we're at and how, you know, far away or the race is. Yes. Yeah. And I like to become more specific as we get closer to the race. So, yep. you know, as we get closer to the race, I would focus more on tempo runs and that sort of yeah. thing as well. But I would still have yeah. strides in there just to keep because not only is it good for the neuromuscular system but it also really increases running efficiency in general yeah it's one of those things you don't really see the benefit of until you start doing them for a exactly. long time over a long People's, you know 100 meters why would i even bother but seriously it's so important now i spoke with this um excellent south australian runner uh young guy and I'm, i cannot remember his name i interviewed him on the trail runners experience and he's a two like a 230 marathon runner it's pretty quick he won nice. the, uh, 
he won the Adelaide Half Marathon. Um, but he said he'll have a workout. One of his workouts was um, it, he would go down and like this is all he would do on this particular day it, because he would put 100% effort into it. He'd go yep. and do a, a proper warm-up and then he would do four 60-metre sprints at yep. absolute maximum and then have a long recovery between both and then he'd go home. He was still running well over 120Ks, 130Ks a week um, and doing all the other work, but he said that was one of his key workouts. It's just – it sounds – and it would the warm-up took a lot longer than the actual um, the workout itself. So, yeah. Well, I mean, and that's also him getting in his, his miles, but also you need a long warm-up when you're going to be going flat out. Yes. Yes. Even if it is only 60 metres. But um, when you're doing that 60 metres, that can feel quite really tough all the same. Yeah. Um, you know, what, it's um, not to be underestimated. No, huge value. Do you, um, do you concur, Coach Drew? Uh, yes. Yeah, I do. I'm just <laughs> sitting back relaxing and going, these two have got this covered. Um, ah, so I, I really like 25 metre sprints. Yeah. Um, so you barely even start before, and, yeah. And, and it is because you can actually accelerate all the way to 25 metres or you yeah. can accelerate. Generally, people accelerate to kind of to 12 to 14 metres and then you have to hold it for about 10 metres and then you can slow down. But then, yeah, you, you do need a solid three or four minutes recovery. But that warm-up, uh, especially as you get older, mm-hmm. becomes critical. Mm-hmm. And oh, also, yes. the, yeah. and I, and I want to add here that the cool down becomes critical. Yeah. Because yeah. And and I would refer to the cool down. I, I always like to call a cool down a warm down, because you yeah. actually it's about staying warm for as long as possible while lowering your heart rate. So mm-hmm. is that all yeah. of the blood keeps flowing. To all yeah. of those things that you've just ripped to bits. So you'll be primed. You'll be more. You'll be ready to recover sooner. Yeah. 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 That's great. No, and it's because it's not just your heart rate going down and your body temperature going down. It's you're naturally. It's your whole. All your systems are returning to um, homeostasis. Homeostasis. That's yeah. one of my favourite words. But you know. <laughs> <coughs> but yeah. No, it's very interesting. Now here's a little. Um, bit of information that I I read, and I'm not, and because I want to be true, like I don't know everything. We don't know everything, but I'd like to see if whether you, one of you two know this or one of the listeners knows this. And I heard somewhere once that no matter every single athlete on human on earth, you achieve if you go from zero to as hard as you can straight away, or even if if you warmed up, you achieve maximum velocity. Um, after about five or six seconds, you, it's impossible to run any faster and it doesn't, it just, the difference is you can sustain it longer, um, if you train or if you've got talent or whatever. And so, and have you, and look, I'm not purporting that that's true, but in a lot of the things I've seen and in my own little experimentation, it seems true. And, um, but I'd like some, um, some more supporting evidence if it is, because it is fascinating to me. So you real what it tells me is you don't need to go for much longer than six seconds if that's the case. Yeah, look, I think that's true. I think about um, for the average 
person about 14 meters seems to be about where people start to not be able to accelerate further obviously six seconds for a olympic athlete would be 60 meters way further than for me (laughs) yeah yeah that's it that's quite a way (laughs) exactly (laughs) so yeah it's interesting anyway that's a that's a thing to think about with strides anyway it's another i always think about it when i'm doing my strides um i like to try and when I'm, I look at my watch or I look at my data after I've done strides, and I, my maximum pace yeah. will just occasionally get faster than Kipchoge's marathon pace, only like by about a second or two. But because he, <laughs> he runs a marathon in two, or oh, he did the two uh, sub two hour thing in like two fifty per kilometer, and so oh. I can I can achieve that pace for about thirty meters. <laughs> I don't think I can even get up to that pace, yeah. to be honest. No, neither could I. I wouldn't be able to wind up to that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty breathtaking. I mean, to me, that yeah, literally. It is something else, that's, that's for sure. That so, is talent. Yeah. So um, the thing that you mentioned, uh, Isabel, and something I agree with is um, going, we'll move away from spe- the, the super high, fast stuff and looking at like tempo runs, threshold runs and things like that, yeah. where we're sort of getting in those – these are the, the can be the lung busting hard ones, you know. These are the tough workouts. That, the burners. Yeah, they have a lot of value, but I think people do them too often, too early in their plans. Um. So yeah. Yes, I agree because I think they, like I say, you want to get more specific to your race as you get closer to the race. So, for especially for ultra runners, but really for any kind of endurance runner long steady you know sort of race pace is best leaving it closer to the race there's no point in practicing that three months out and then you're so shattered by the time it gets to race day because you've left your race out on the training course you know the streets um yeah so specific closer to the event yes um so one of the things i i like to yeah I'm, i'm a bit the same you go as we get closer and closer to event day, the, the running becomes more and more specific. Um, so if yeah. that, that tr- how that translates to is I would, as I get closer and closer to say a mountainous ultra, which is, you know, we haven't even talked yeah. about that specific, I would start running more and more specific like trails that are very mountainous, you know, I would, yeah. you know, some people think I've got to just do spend the next six months just smashing the hills non-stop um you yeah know, that no could work. you're totally yeah <laughs> i think um no, no. what what do you you think isabel because i know you've that's something you've smashed many a mountain ultra and like well i mean you know, i've i've played around with my training quite a lot and i think if you spend too long just doing all your runs in the mountains you will become slower so yeah. that is why it's important to do the speed work and um, and to still run on the road. Um, we all love trails, but the road is so important for keeping up leg speed yeah. and running efficiency and those sorts of things. As you get closer to the race, yes, more um, more in the hills, more specific. You know, you look at the elevation of your race, say it's 100 miles of X amount of elevation, and then you, you sort of – transpose that to uh, you know a 30k run and how much elevation you would need to do and and that's sort of becoming more specific and then you might do tempo runs but over undulating terrain as opposed to just flat 
Um, yeah, yes. So I think speed work in the speed phase, and, and I'm talking speed here, not just as pure speed, but just interval work, yep. is really important even for ultra runners, especially for ultra runners. Yes. I think it's actually probably – it's really – I can't I, – honestly, I can't stress just how important it is for ultra runners. The problem yeah. with ultra runners is they like yeah. to go out and run really long distances. We yeah, all but, do that. We like yes. to, do, to go out and enjoy that. But if you just run the same thing all the time, day in, day out, at the same pace, you, you actually just start to get slower. Yes. Yes, that's and, exactly. And, and while I am not the massive cross-training fan, I do believe in cross-training at certain phases, but doing it all the time, I'm not. What sort of cross-training are you talking about? Like hopping on a bike or swimming or uh, playing yeah. tennis, et cetera. Yeah. Um, <laughs> within, within running itself, there must be lots of variety and also variety within the speed work. So the speed work can't be yeah. exactly the same speed set every week either. That speed work mm-hmm. must change within the, the the period of a speed block of four yeah. or six weeks. Otherwise, because the exactly. human body gets every, used to something every, after three to four weeks and then week. it goes backwards. Yes, but yeah, but but you would keep similar for three to four weeks in my mind. Abs- yes, mm-hmm. yes, def- I'm not yeah, disagreeing like with you that. Wouldn't- it every single week that would get yeah monotonous yeah um a really good example well not it would get confusing yeah yeah no you're right sorry carry carry on ashley yeah yeah so you just you need to have that uh that variety and as ultra runners you know walking and running is part of your, your base training but if you have that speed that means that you can pick it up when you need to Little mm. things like yeah. when you're out ultra running and you suddenly hit that little tiny jump up that 100 k's into a race, if you didn't have the speed work there, you've literally got to stop and almost climb up that little jump up. Whereas yeah. if you've done the speed work, believe it or not, you can actually go, oh, I'm just going to continue this pace up here, which is actually speed work at that point in time because of the length that you have already run and that's when your speed work really comes into its own yeah is in those trails where it's just those little tiny changes that are sharp and they hurt otherwise yes yeah yep. i i think i yep. mean speed work helps you i mean i always i say to nearly everyone i coach now at different times and and that is i'm not trying to i would be work on your top end speed because I want your bottom end speed, your slowest, I want your easy pace to get faster or your easy pace to yes, get that, easier. So if we, we, that's what we're yeah. looking at because that's the pace you're going to be running at most of the time, in, even in a race. Like to be, you know, so oh, I'll try, better not move that. Microphone good? Yes. It's okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. all good. All right. I'm usually someone who who gestures wildly when they're talking. So I, I'm <laughs> uh-huh, actually – <laughs> I'm sitting on my hands, okay, sitting on my hands so that I don't – there you go. There's a – but it has added benefits, keeping my fingers warm because it's cold in here. Um, and, <laughs> anywho, where, um, where were we? Yeah, so um, the um, we want to improve that bottom end speed, that, that slow speed, by really pushing yes. those upper boundaries. Sometimes. But yeah, And the thing is you don't have to do it as much as people think you have to do it. 
you do i think it's important that it becomes part of your diet your training diet and in different blocks as ashley was talking about you would emphasize something else so yeah have a speed block where for four to six weeks as you as you were saying um we want to really pick that pace up and um a good example is robert de costella so i think he trained under initially um if you don't know who robert de costella is who are you (laughs) anyway but yeah marathon champion legend australian you're probably young if you don't know who he is come on yeah yeah google him And he um, he was trained by Pat Clohesi, who was a great runner and um, a great coach and coached, like, loads of fantastic Australian runners. Um, but he was um, – uh, Robert DiCostello's approach was high, you know, base training, huge mileage, well over – I think probably close to 200 miles um, a week. He did well so over like, 200Ks a week, yeah. Yeah, a lot of kilometres. But then when he got close to the marathon, and I want to say like six weeks out, he would drop his mileage dramatically, so by more than 50%. So down to like 80, 90 kilometers a week, but just put in loads of speed work. But prior to that, no speed work. So um, or when I say no, very little, but then would pile on the tempo runs and and the, and yeah. faster and really would push that top end. and. I remember I thought about that and I could see how it would be very, very beneficial if your body could take it. <laughs> that's the thing. And I think that's what separates sort of our elite athletes to the re- everybody else. Does that sound – what are you, your thoughts on like separating the, the, um, the phases so distinctly? Like He did do well, very I, distinct – sorry – Goes. Yeah, sorry. Go on. No, go on, Ashley. I wasn't. He did do sure very distinct phasing in um, his training, and he would start speed work about nine weeks out from a marathon, like serious speed oh, work. There you go. And it was always do- and it was always done on a Thursday. There you go. Ah. That, that so it's important. If you want to run faster, run on a Thursday. Run fast <laughs> on Thursday. It's a magic day. It is. So I, th- I always thought it was. Well, it is Threshold Thursday. You can have Tempo Tuesday, Threshold Thursday. Um, what else Isn't is there? The sign. Yeah, uh, is Isn't that the, the, the I, You know, that's something I always hear. Threshold and Tempo. I don't know because I think in some depends who you ask. They are the same, but they're different. I don't know the way I look at Tempo. But they're kind of yeah. It's just sort of the same. It's the way, just, yeah. The way I frame it for myself. Is I and when I talk to people about it, I always say a tempo. I think of music, and it's the particular pace yeah. that I want you to go. So if I said 10k tempo, it's different to marathon tempo. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, and so it's a, it's the actual the, the the designated pace. So practice tempo is pace and practice for a particular race. That's how I frame it. But if I talk about threshold, I'm talking about those threshold runs that are pretty fast and usually yeah, you sort of up. They're up there, and you can't usually sustain them for for incredibly long, like 30, to, 30 minutes to an hour at the most, you know, those kinds of threshold runs. But, um, yeah. So that's, yeah. Any other thoughts? Who Was someone going to jump in a second ago? Izzy uh, was. Yeah. What, what, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I've forgotten what I was going to say. Sorry. I, I'm sorry, Isabel. 
<laughs> no, no, no. It couldn't have been that important if I've forgotten that quickly. No, it's all good. It's all important. So we've covered <laughs> – it's all important. Um, we've covered, okay, the fast stuff, the soup, like the, the top end speed, very important to do. Um, then we go – so if you look back at, like, your intervals and thresholds and tempos, um, I, I love a threshold run. But um, are there any other workouts – runs we're not going into specific like five by this or that yeah uh, let's not to the no yeah no because that's going to change from individual to individual quite significantly yeah you can probably yeah and my my advice would generally always be with the speed stuff start off with a, a low amount of reps you know don't don't go right if five strides are going to make me a little bit faster that means 50 strides are going to make me like really fast you know <laughs> well so and like i said last week um when you do a, a session of intervals like you should leave the session feeling yeah i could do one more like i'm yeah. i'm tired and i've worked hard i'm not fresh as a daisy but i could do one more you're not groveling and crawling and going oh my god i can't even do the cool warm down run home yeah um you should still feel that you could do one more if you really really had to but you should feel like you've really worked hard but you shouldn't feel thrashed yeah. you're not doing interval work to absolutely thrash the bejesus out of yourself that's not what it's about you're trying to um create adaptations and they're not going to happen if you're absolutely thrashing yourself perfect absolutely could not have put it better if, if no. you have doms after a training session the training session was too big yeah yeah exactly yeah and so that might mean you might not be able to do um speed work straight away you know some people might not respond they might just need to stick with the easy stuff um for a bit longer and you know here's here's a question for you both if you were to Mm -hmm. start introducing speed work into someone into a program what element of speed would you put in first what do you mean I'd, I'd yeah i need more detail on that so if you're okay question. so they're doing they're doing they've come out they're a new runner and they're putting in um they've done they've done eight weeks of, of easy pace running they haven't done any speed work because they're they don't want they're worried about injury and they're 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 at a point now after eight weeks where they feel like they can do some speed work and you're pr- happy with their progress. So what do you put into their workout? Do you put in some um, high-end stuff or some th- some tempo runs or some, like, uh, intervals of 800 well, I, meters? I would be starting with basic speed just to get them with the 100-meter strides because at the end of the day, they're not going to be the – they're not going to be doing the, you know – two minute 50 pace they're going to be doing the pace that's appropriate to them um and it's teaching them how to run fast without once again thrashing them yeah that's yeah i tend to agree that's also why i like the short hill sprints because it is hard work but once again you're not going to injure yourself like if you straight out of the gate do three minute intervals or something yeah which is probably the hard three minute intervals are probably like the hardest thing you can do. <laughs> that, oh, those God, yeah. those yeah. are gut yeah. busting. They are. Yeah. yeah. That's tough they are, work. They are. That's right. And so you definitely don't want to be doing that straight off the bat. Yeah. So what? teaching them with with hundred meter strides and you know. Just get that top. Yeah. yeah. It's gentle. E- easy. Easy. Body into it. Yeah. Yeah. 
what do you think, Ashley? Is there anything else that you would? Actually I, look, I, I actually I completely agree with Izzy. My favorite thing to give people is 400 meter track, 100 meters, 300 yep. meters easy, 100 meters, 300 meters yep. easy. Yep. Yeah. And if they get, if honestly, for a beginner who's only done eight weeks, if they can do that, you know, two or three times, that's huge. Yep. And, and that's yeah. enough. It is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a fun – I'm just going to give an example of a really fun workout that I used to do. And um, I I was thinking about it the other day. I ran past an AFL oval. And on the AFL, just a, the footy oval, um, what we used to do is you would – and this only works if you're you know kind of fast. But um, basically, I would give myself one – it would be like a last um, – every minute on the minute that's the word i'm looking for so you start at one end you run uh-huh. to the other set of goalposts, um and and then and on the minute you start another rep and every minute on the minute it's i don't know exactly how far it is but just going up and down it's on grass which is really good on the afl oval and um so you do that for about 20 minutes to start and then as you build up with your training so it means you might it might take you uh 40 seconds to get to the end um, and you, you have a 20 second recovery. You can go a little bit faster and then, um, you get a longer recovery, but you're working harder or you can jog, you can go, you can try and do it continuous. And so it's, you can play with it however you like a bit of a last man standing kind of approach though. When you get to the point where it's too fast, like where you don't think you're recovering enough, then you stop your workout. And I started doing those before my first marathon. Um, and I remember I would do, someone told me about doing it and I it was, I did, I'd start off at 20 minutes I, and, and 20 minutes absolutely flogged me. But then I was able, before the marathon, I got up to about 40 minutes. So it's a fun workout. Just, um, and that's the thing with speed, even just like going pole to pole when you're running along the road, you know, ex- well, acceleration. Well, and then, then we're getting into the realm of fartlek workouts now and, and yeah. you know, and um, just, yeah, choosing somewhere. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go at this level intensity to that lamppost or you know to the next crossroads or you know yeah. that sort of thing yeah, it's a, oh, yeah it's that's, really that's true fun. fart like those yeah. Yeah. yeah it's fun though it's a fun way to introduce speed work you know like yeah. um and it's and when you are allowed well i mean maybe you guys are but we're not but when you're allowed to run with other people you take turns in in like the person will suddenly go right we're sprinting to there or you know and it's like and you oh, never cool. know X one's going to come when the next sprint's going to be, you know, and uh, or the and they just take off and then you've got to catch them. That sort of thing. You can make it fun. Yeah, it, it should be fun. It should um, be. The, speed work is best done, obviously not right now for like yourself, Isabel. But it, generally, yeah. speed work is a lot more um, enjoyable when you do it with somebody, you know, or with a group. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I used to. I haven't done it. I was planning on starting it up this year, but it's been tricky with everything that's going on. But I used to have a, a Friday afternoon group and we'd meet yeah. down in, in North Adelaide and we would do, I would, um, I had very different ability people running in the group. And so I would, I would have a, um, a handicap approach. So I'd get my really fast runners. I'd, oh, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd get them taking off you know, like 30 seconds, depending on how far the rep was. And it was great. And I used to really enjoy trying to get it so that everyone finished at about the same time. And it was really the, the slower runners are looking over their shoulder um, <laughs> with a big with a big grin on their face because they're getting hunted down by these faster and runners. Look, being chased makes you run harder than you might, you know. Which once yeah. again you've got to be careful about because you don't want to go 
you don't want to go faster than you should, but it can yeah. it makes it fun. I think another I, way of keeping mm. everyone together is like training at a track. Yeah. And that way, so if you're doing 200 meter reps or 400 meter reps or whatever it is you're doing, you can do it at different paces, but you're all there and you're all together. Yeah, going around and around. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's a um, there's a speed work is fun, and I do think that we should probably spend more time talking about this and maybe in more. We haven't really touched too much on. But the, in what um, way? What else well, did we, you want to? Oh, like we're talking about like the block train training blocks as such, you know, um, and getting into like specificity a bit more. I think would be, you know, whether you're training for a marathon or training for a 100 mile um, mountain ultra. You know what I mean? So the 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 demands, even though like training for a marathon is a really good preparation for a lot of things, it's a different demand for a 100 mile. You know, like yeah. and I think yeah. Oh, yeah. So we could look at how these fast reps and stuff and how much we'd put in um, going into these longer and longer races. You know, I think it's something that has a lot more – we could explore a lot more if you guys are on board with it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's that's kind of uh, speaking a lot more down what Bomber spent his entire life researching. Who? Bomber. The you guy know, who invented periodization. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. Oh, well, that would be um, something to look forward to for next week's podcast. But um, is there anything else before we wrap this one up? Um, anything else we want to touch on? Um, no, I think that pretty much covers it. No, I'm just going to give my favourite speed work uh, session that I like to give to ultra runners. Yes. And that mm-hmm. is it's, it's 1K reps but the rep is broken up into a 700-metre easy jog. And then, depending on the, the individual, you do burpees. So between 10 and 25 burpees, then it's a flat-out 100 metres, and then it's 200 mm. metres walk. Repeat. Oh. Okay, yeah. And that's my favourite ultra-running one mm. to give away because the burpees, you just run, you just cruise the 700, but the burpees get your heart rate right up, ready for the sprint. Yeah. Then you do the sprint, and then you get a full recovery before you start jogging again for the next 700. That's a good one. I'll try it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you got a favourite one, Isabel? Oh, no. I mean, once again, I kind of – well, I, I like to do sometimes like ladder intervals. So, you know, like when we're sort of transitioning between yep. pure speed work or um, over to VO2 sort of intervals, like I'll do a yeah. – You'll, you'll do your strides for your warm-up, then you'll do a one-minute with one-minute rest, two minutes, two-minute rest, three minutes, three-minute rest, and then come back down again and sometimes yeah. do that again, you know, depending on how advanced they are. So, that's, yeah. That's a good one. Um, my favourite one, and for trail, this is a sort of a trail running one. Um, so you do it on – you need a hill um, that goes up to a f- – that has a flat top, if you know what I mean. So you're going up onto a flat road. Um, or flat trail or whatever. So um, I call them basically up and overs. So you've got to, you're you're doing a hill rep starting at the bottom of the hill. And it's got to be maybe about a hundred meter, 50 to a hundred meter hill. That's fairly steep. Um, So you work up that hill as hard as you can. And then, oh, not as hard as you can at about 85%. So you're saving a tiny little bit because when you get to the flat, that's when you have to sprint. And so that's a 
it work out because so often people get to the top and then they're so knackered they're walking. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's that's when everyone gets beaten. Yeah, it's a psychological yeah. thing. You know, if you can run yeah. out of a hill while everyone else is like gasping for air, yeah. it's a good workout. Yeah. But you know, it's one of those ones you do a couple of them and you're pretty um pretty knackered. So, but it's a good work. It's good for the legs, good for the lungs. Yeah, very good. And ah, oh, Ashley, would you like? Have you checked to the, the um our lovely reviews? We have another. I, I honestly haven't looked. So, I didn't see another one. I looked today. God, I don't know what you guys uh, are seeing. Did you read the one um, that was from Jen, 1977? Um, oh, you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to have a look now. Yep. I've got looked a, today, like, seriously. Yeah, there's one. That, yeah, he read that last week. Oh, there you go. Well, I'm, I just read them today, and I was like, Oh, it's really lovely. So anyway, yeah. So send in. We're 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 dying to call, um, give everyone a shout out because we love the nice things that people write about us. <laughs> so leave All a right, review. Sorry, I completely vanished there. That's okay. Technical issues. No problem. That's all right. <clears throat> so um, we'll we'll um we'll end it there this at the moment. Uh, apologies for the technical issues today, ladies and gentlemen. As Isabel and Ashley said, this is a we we don't uh, we don't do this for a paycheck. It's for it's yeah. for for the love, and we we're working the best we can. And so leaving a review helps us out. So it means yeah, so. it does, and and it grows the podcast, and it brings yes. new listeners in, um, mm. people who may not have know about this podcast. Because if you uh, rate and review, then it comes up as a recommendation for people when they're looking for um, running podcasts. So, Correct. Yeah. And if you do enjoy it, share it with uh, – if you enjoy the podcast, if you don't want to leave a review, share it with at least two yeah. or three friends. And, you know, anyway, you can listen to us talk about running. Thank you. Perfect. <laughs> And, and I'm sorry, well, there, there, I, there's no new written reviews. We have got another five-star review, but there was no writing with it. Oh, there you go. Speechless, they were. Speechless. They were. They were <laughs> it was so yeah. speechless. Yes. Exactly. All right. Very good, everybody. Have have a uh, a good running week, and we'll yep. see all of our guests next week. Sounds good. See you later.